Hey, beloved, welcome back to the show. So we are continuing this theme of food and emotional eating and stress eating and just thoughts about food, lies that we believe about food and our journey with our bodies and our weight. And so I had someone come into the group with this question that I'm finding major comfort in food. How do I get around this? Like, how do I know that I'm an emotional eater? And so do you often find major comfort in food? That's one of the signs, right? You're probably an emotional eater. Emotional eating is really the process of managing one's emotions by eating food. And so I get into that into this episode. Emotional eating is very urgent. It's unlike normal eating and it does not leave you satisfied. Even worse, it leaves you mentally fatigued, exhausted, and physically unhealthy if this is done over time. So in this episode, I explain what emotional eating is, the four signs that you're an emotional eater, and ways to help you deal with it. And I also share at the end a last call for the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint, my 12-week signature program that I'm launching in January of 2022. We have spots still available, but today is the deadline. I actually recorded the end of this a couple days earlier, and so I say you have a couple days, but you actually don't have a couple days. Today is the last day to get your application in. So if it's on your heart to step into 2022 with a plan, with community, with something that you know is going to help with the emotional eating aspect, I feel like that's one of the things that most programs leave out is, yeah, they're addressing the physical portion, but we're not addressing the reason why we eat. And so if we want lasting change, that has to be part of the equation. All right, so listen in to learn how to stop the downward spiral of overeating by understanding where the emotions come from and the thoughts responsible for the emotion. We have to become aware of these daily stressors in our lives and how we react to them is essential to overcome emotional eating. Can't wait to dig in. Let's get started. Welcome to the Covered Beloved Podcast, where we choose to live faith-infused, holistic lifestyles while nourishing and renewing our minds to experience the depths of God's love for us. Hey there, I'm Heidi Brom, world changer and mom on a mission to bring a whole new level of health and wellness to your home. As a decade-long essential oil advocate, self-proclaimed personal and kingdom development junkie, and your holistic lifestyle strategist, I believe that when God created the earth, he didn't leave us without solutions, that he created us to be healthy and whole, and that he's covered each and every one of us as mothers with his protection, grace, and wisdom on how to live our most healthy, happy, and joyful lives. Are you ready? It's time to become the healthy home mom God created you to be, because he's got you covered, beloved. Let's dig in. Emotional eating is one of the leading causes of failed diets and weight gain because most approaches out there only address the physical side of things. This faulty approach can lead to feelings of failure, hopelessness, and a general depression about body weight and food thoughts. And unlike other addictions and ways of self-medicating, you can't just go without food. You have to look at the root of the issue in order to heal the unhealthy eating habits that lead to weight gain and other health issues as well because you have to have food. You have to eat on a daily basis. So let's discuss some of the behaviors that might be signs of emotional overeating and what you can do about it. First, let's define what emotional eating is. So emotional eating is the practice of managing one's emotions by eating food. 
Here are some things that can help you figure out how to identify emotional eating, its effects, and a handful of tips on what you can do. So what causes emotional eating? Major changes in circumstances, um, relationships, work dynamics, daily stress, general feelings of loss of control, like things are out of control, you feel overwhelmed, insecurities, feeling not enough, and fear can be major factors. For example, a recent breakup could drive a person to emotional eating. Um, a sudden change in the demeanor of a formerly cordial worker, co-worker could leave you feeling alienated or something shifts in your job and your workplace and there was this foundation of trust that's been broken. Or just the ebb and flow of daily life, daily activities could put you in a mood where food is a thought of as a reward or a way to relieve stress or pressure or a way to avoid dealing with emotions around a certain situation. And here's how emotional eating can affect you. Along with the emotional effects I already mentioned, there are a number of health risks associated with emotional eating. It's one of the leading causes of failed diets and weight gain, and weight gain puts a heavy strain on organs such as the heart, the lungs, the liver, which can lead to high blood pressure and diabetes and all of these things, right? Like I think 80% of what lands us in the doctor office is the result of our lifestyle choices. But it's not only the internal organs that are at risk. A person who has gained a substantial amount of weight faces an increased risk of joint injuries or, you know, slips and falls that can result in serious injury um, that requires surgery and many months of healing. But what's even more frightening is the fact that a lot of weight gain could make it more difficult or even prevent emergency medical teams from being able to respond in an efficient or timely manner, or it might even eliminate you altogether from receiving certain procedures that you might need in order to save your life. So here are four signs that you are emotionally eating. Number one is that food cravings appear out of nowhere. So there are a few differences between the type of hunger that comes from emotional needs and then that of physical needs. Physical hunger is more most often experienced as this gradually intensifying wave of hunger that signifies the body requires some form of sustenance and eating fulfills the need for that nourishment. When you eat after having been physically hungry, you will most likely feel better and more energized. Sometimes it is possible that there is a deficiency of one or more nutrients, but one of the most telling signs of emotional eating is the sudden and urgent appearance of food cravings. So during these urgent cravings, you are less likely to make healthy food choices and you're more likely to reach for the quickest processed food, prepackaged food, maybe even fast food if you're driving, or otherwise artificial food sources, rather than eating or preparing a healthy meal or a traditionally prepared meal. So when the hunger is an emotional hunger, eating may not give you the feeling of being fulfilled. It isn't satisfying, and so you keep eating to avoid this internal pressure, this internal pain that's arising from these emotions, right? You're trying to stuff them down, quiet them down, drown them out, numb them, which can lead to overeating because you're trying to eat to numb that pain, which isn't happening, right? And it's why you eat quickly. And so at the end of the meal, you're overfed, you're feeling tired and depressed. You're even having more long-term effects from the emotional eating because it's affecting your mental health even more so than just eating for physical hunger. All right, number two sign that you're emotionally eating is your emotions drive your eating habits. Well, duh, right? <laughs> Mood can affect the speed in which we eat though. So if we find ourselves eating at the kitchen counter, quickly scarfing down food, sometimes like noticing that you're not even 
eating. Like you don't even realize you're eating. You're you just in this negative situation. You run to your car to get comfort food or you run to your kitchen cabinets and then these intense emotional episodes can become a habit and then you turn to food for emotional management. And so that cookie or that ice cream might feel good at the time that you're consuming it, but it isn't truly fixing the heart of the issue. And many people have been conditioned from a young age to associate food with some sort of reward or good behavior or bad behavior. And sometimes we've even been manipulated as children of like, if you stop crying, I'll give you this cookie. Or if you stop doing this, you'll get this. And so we, we've learned, we've been conditioned to believe that food is a fix for our emotional issues. And at a young age, you wouldn't have been aware of this. Um, and so that's maybe a good conversation for you to have with your parents or the people that raised you. But when we look at, you know, attaching reward to food, actually, this is why some restaurants have places for children to play. They're associating fun and happiness and reward with these food restaurants. All right, the third sign you're emotionally eating is you eat while stressed. So another big sign that could show that you're emotionally overeating is that any stressful measure in your life, whether it be large or small, sends you to food. So this could be financial stress. It could be, that's actually a leading cause of stress in many countries around the world. And it's possible that financial stress could lead to comfort food seeking activities. Relationships are also a major source of stress due to the tendency for relationships to just be changing so much in their dynamics. This could be with your children as they grow, your teenagers, this could be with your spouse, with your coworkers, with business partners. This could be from, you know, romantic relationships to just routine everyday relationships. And people tend to expect routine. So when relationship changes occur, one or both people can be thrown into this state of uncertainty, which draws up anxiety and worry and fear, and that can lead you to eat while you're stressed. And then the last sign for emotional eating is you keep eating past full. This is one of the most serious signs of emotional eating is, and it's when the need to fill the emotional void exceeds the body's natural feeling of fullness. It can manifest itself in joyless eating, hypnotic eating, like eating on autopilot. And so during this period, you might consume empty calories so quickly that you don't even taste the food. And you might also find yourself forcing the second half of a meal you could have saved for later or buying additional snack foods that you will be tempted to eat prematurely or eat later by yourself. So part of the seriousness of this habit is that it's the primary way to gain weight and for those other health issues I talked about earlier to grow. And so they become a possibility. All right, so what can you do? I have two tips for you. Number one is determine the source of your hunger. So again, one of the most commonly things we can recognize with emotional hunger is it's sudden and urgent, right? So we can do, we can use this method for determining the source of our hunger and it's called the urgency test. So ask yourself if this hunger came on suddenly and is a craving for instant or processed foods. Ask yourself why you want to eat this food. If there's something else you can maybe eat instead, eating in order to relieve stress or emotional anxiety is a habit that can be broken. I truly believe this. This is actually one of the main areas we focus on in my biblical weight loss blueprint. And after years of programming your body and programming yourself and your subconscious and your mind, after years of programming to eat in order to relieve stress or anxiety in the body, this might take a while. And we walk you through this in my 12-week food freedom and weight loss program. But think about it just from a physical aspect. When the body goes into a stress state, the nervous system is activated, cortisol becomes heightened, adrenaline kicks in, and we begin to make decisions in fight or flight mode from this chemical soup, like this chemical cocktail that's coursing through our bodies. 
So becoming aware of the daily stressors in our lives and how we react to them is essential to overcome emotional eating. By determining the source of our hunger through these little small moments daily and recognizing, is it an urgent hunger or is it a gradual growing wave of hunger that truly means my body is hungry for food and requires sustenance? You know, when was the last time I ate? If it's been less than two to three hours, you're typically not going to require anything to eat. Your body is fine and you're just dealing with some emotional eating. So number one tip was determine the source of your hunger. And then number two is keeping a journal so you can take notes and take action and then take care on what you are noticing. So people often say that the first step to conquering any bad habit is recognizing that there is a problem and what you can do to change yourself and that behavior. In order to do that, we have to take notes and we have to realize where the patterns are coming from. Take those thoughts captive and combat them with truth and scripture and then take them and release them to the Lord And one really effective way to find out the what, where, and when of emotional eating is to begin to process them out loud and writing them out in the journal so you can recognize patterns. You can recognize triggers, the thoughts that started those triggers, and then the patterns that you're partaking in. Stress is frequently the number one cause of triggers for emotional eating, and it starts with a thought, right? We talked about this in previous episodes. The thought quickly turns into an emotion, which then turns into an action, which can then spiral, and we end up in this destructive behavior with emotional eating. Most emotional eaters turn to food when intense stress or anxiety is present and they don't know how to handle it or when encountering negative emotions that they don't want to feel or they don't want to deal with. So understanding where the emotions come from and the thought that's responsible for the emotions is the first step in stopping that downward spiral. Much of the drive to engage in emotional eating is subconscious. So again, keeping this journal will create awareness and that can be very powerful. It can be a very powerful tool in discovering what the circumstances or experiences may be that led to this session or this binge eating or this emotional eating. So write down every time you decide what to eat, the details of that. Okay. And here are some questions you can ask yourselves. How hungry were you on a scale of one to 10, 10 being full and one being starving? When was the last time you ate? What time did you eat last? Okay, were you actually hungry or was it an urgent hunger or an emotional hunger? Was there something that triggered that? Were you with friends? Were you with loved ones? Were you with coworkers? Were you alone? What happened? What was the thought that triggered the emotion? And then ask Holy Spirit, what is the lie that I'm believing about this situation? Write it down. Write that thought down. That's the lie. And then ask Holy Spirit, what is the truth you want me to believe about this situation? You might be just surprised to find that there are subtle but yet visible patterns as you keep track. And then once you've written it down, you can take the time looking at your notes, compiling the information, asking Holy Spirit, asking yourself those questions, and then finding that those things that are triggering these major events might need some healing underneath. You can book a prophetic heart healing session with me. Uh, That's an inner healing modality that I learned from Elise and Tarak Tarango by completing their official mentorship program. If we have emotional hurts that aren't yet healed and we are living with brokenheartedness to one degree or another or soul wounds, right, that are still there under the surface, those soul wounds can manifest in many ways, including sadness, anger, depression, fear, anxiety, unforgiveness, self-rejection, self-hatred, just to name a few. And if we don't bring that to the healer, 
These old wounds can fester and they can hinder us from living from the fullness of what Jesus paid for on the cross, that complete freedom and wholeness. And if we have self-doubt, that can be a block for success in all areas of life, financially, um, career-wise, in our relationship with others and ourselves, just in every area of life. And so it says that you're not in alignment with the truth of who God says you are. And this can manifest internally with our thoughts, the way we think about ourselves, and also externally the way we think about and treat others. And so inner healing is a tool that we can use to partner with the Lord from a posture of full abandonment and surrender in Him to renew our minds and step into the breakthrough and freedom that He has for us. And so looking down at those behaviors that are subconscious or below the surface, you don't even realize that you're doing it. And you're not even quite sure why. But you can take action on that, whether it be physical, spiritual, or emotional. And then finally, you can take care. I like to use essential oils under my tongue just to kind of interrupt that pattern. And so if I can buy myself just a couple of seconds and do something physical, like in the natural to stop the reactive and automatic behavior, if I can catch myself, then I can give myself that breathing room and create that margin to lower my stress a little bit and then journal out and process, you know, what's going on, process it out with the Lord. You can also try habit replacement. So finding something positive to do when you feel stressed out, like praying, putting on worship music, soaking in a relaxing hot bath with Epsom salts and essential oils, going for a walk, doing some deep breathing, or any stress relieving hobby can go a long way in improving your success with emotional eating. Many people find it hard to change their eating habits and behaviors and have practiced some habits for so long they may not even know that they're unhealthy or they just do them without even thinking. And there is hope and there is a better way. So my biblical weight loss program, I just did a free free food freedom workshop for you on Sunday and I'm now accepting applications into this program into the next round, which starts January 7th. And the deadline to apply is December 3rd. So this program helps you realign your body, spirit, and soul. It helps you restore your relationship with food. It helps you reclaim your identity in Christ. It also creates accelerated results, which creates the motivation needed to then make lifestyle changes all while healing from the inside out. So the behavior change part sticks over the long term. Know that, of course, it takes time to make and keep change in your lifestyle, but this is a great way to start. So if you go to HeidiBrom.com forward slash blueprint, you can watch the replay from my recent workshop, my food freedom workshop that was hosted in the Biblical Weight Loss Blueprint Facebook group. You can watch that and you can decide for yourself if you want to apply for this next round. Deadline is December 3rd and I'm really strict on that deadline because we have to first review all of the applications and then I let you know by Monday December 6th, if you've been accepted into this next round, there are certain people that this program is not a good fit for. And so you're going to want to get your application in so that you can get the beta pricing that expires December 3rd as well. But the deadline is December 3rd. Go to HeidiBrom.com forward slash blueprint, watch the replay for the workshop, and then apply if you feel led to focus on this for 2022 for your health, to better your family, to create your legacy of freedom and just health with your family and with your children. So with that, beloved, I just leave you in this prayer that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers, that the Holy Spirit is there with you, guiding you, leading you away, creating a way out from those tempting emotional eating episodes that you are prompted to write out in your journal, that you're just creating a pause for yourself, creating margin, and that we just ask the Holy Spirit to be with you in those moments to guide you and to lead you away from temptation and to cover you in all things in Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, beloved, real quick before you go, if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, head over to iTunes for Covered Beloved and leave a five-star review. 
hit subscribe while you're there. And of course, if you have friends who would benefit from today's episode, be sure to share. Until next time, remember, God's got you covered.